Hi, this is Miracle Lori from Jocelyn's Dollhouse. Merry, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, all my friends out there. You're listening to my friends Scott and Miles on the Sci-Fi Dino Podcast. The Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, serving the latest news in sci-fi multimedia. And now your hosts, Scott and Miles. Your table is ready. We've long This is the capital. We have a little problem with our entry sequence, so we may experience some slight turbulence and then explode. I got a bad feeling about this. Walter, put the cow away, would you? What is this place? It's a freak show. Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. This is episode 160. It's our Christmas show. Merry Christmas. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And good evening. I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. Yes, and uh, we are here with our Christmas show. This is, our tra- this is like a tradition for us, it right? It is a tradition, yes. And I feel like we need to break out the coffee mugs with hot chocolate in them and cinnamon rolls, whatever else you do for traditional for the holidays, right? Sounds good to me. It definitely sounds it's good It's a to diner, me. so. It is. A, yeah, come on. So get chopping. Come on. I'm putting you in the kitchen tonight. All right. All right. And we have with us, of course, someone who's been, uh, John, you've been a staple in the Sci-Fi Diner, the Christmas show, for a while now. Ho, 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 guys. Yeah. So, a staple. Yeah, a staple. <laughs> yeah, a staple, like something you can eat, because he is mm, delicious. I don't uh, often eat staples, but okay. All right, 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 right. So, John, how are you doing? Uh, I am exhausted, man. This time of year at ThinkGeek... Uh, just about everybody's running around with their hair on fire. It's uh, it's kind of nuts, but it's fun at the same time. Yeah, we, we need pictures of the hair on fire. You know, I will I will provide that as soon as I'm off this podcast. <laughs> awesome, awesome. <laughs> and we have another person with us as well. Oh, I, Chris, did you join us for a Christmas show before? No, this is the first time. First Christmas show, so welcome. Yeah. But you've been on yeah, the thanks. show before, so thanks for coming oh, back yeah. and uh, and coming up with your own Christmas list. So, how are things going with you, Chris? Yeah, pretty busy too, uh, but it's going good, so I can't really complain. Um, now, is that busy with like your day job? Is that busy? Oh with, man, it's everything. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's like a nonstop. Yeah, day job, subspace communicate, the bye bye robot stuff, right. uh, podcasting occasionally when we can kind of get our head above water. Uh, right. But yeah, we've been super busy. Oh, you've had some good podcasts come down the through, come down the vine with um, some of the. Uh, well, the guy, the Klingons that you had on, and yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was a good uh, podcast. Unfortunately, I lost about half of it, but um, the other half was really good. So the right. stuff that you guys that was that you guys got that was good was just kind of like the tip of the iceberg. But 
This you know, w- this is like episode 22, 23 for us, and it's the first time we had a massive technical issue. Uh, so that's kind of good. I mean, that's a good batting average, but it was just unfortunate that we had... Uh, we feel your pain, had, Chris. Uh, yeah. yeah, we had a, a slight meltdown. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. Been there, done that. We did that with Chris Gustav <laughs> Lapuka from uh, Leviathan Chronicles, where right. we lost the entire interview. And then oh, Vanessa geez. Angel. Uh, yeah, Vanessa Angel. That was that we didn't recover from that. No. No, and... Uh, uh, don't, don't, Those are the big ones. <laughs> if you can, yeah, it's when you're about halfway through and you realize something's not working, are you the, know, and, and you just have to roll with it, man. Are, are That's the, what have, I had to do. Are you haven't started the recorder yet? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, those are terrible times. Well, uh, the, the trials. And it's like when all the blood pressure just runs out of your head. Right. You know what I mean? You're There's like halfway you through and you're like, oh, this really sucks. Yeah. But you've had some fantastic interviews. I, I did enjoy the interview with uh, with with O'Reilly and um, with Hertzler, and um, I forget the gentleman's name, but the one who was uh, assistant director for Enterprise. Oh, Michael and, Demerit. Yeah, oh, man, he's yeah. That was a, a fount fan. of knowledge, dude. I mean, you, you talk about inside baseball. That I mean, uh, with 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 Star Trek TV production, that was just uh, a good lesson there. Yeah, and yeah, for me, if yeah, Mark Talk and Galron are in a room, I'm there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We actually got to meet both of those guys at BayouCon this year. BayouCon, BayouCon in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Uh, kind of made some inroads there, and then we saw JG and Bob again in Vegas, uh, and then uh, were able to hook up for the interview. They were recently at Starbase Indy, which we wanted to go to again, but uh, couldn't make it happen. And those folks were the ones that hooked us up with the interview. So, awesome. kudos to them. But that's awesome. That's well, awesome. The uh, yeah, the, the, it's a good thing you said. I mean, the the, the con. Uh, promoters are big help to us also in getting interviews. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Martok and Galron, short leave should get them. There's no reason they totally. could be short Wouldn't they be great? John, wouldn't they be great at short leave? Oh, man, yeah. The, you ever seen them up on stage and they start singing their uh, their Klingon drinking songs? Those are amazing. <laughs> you know, I've just gotten to um, – I, if you if you follow the show at all, you know my journey through Trek. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fairly newcomer to Trek, like as far as the series go. We love you anyway. Um, I know, I know. And, <laughs> and I am uh, – so I'm through Enterprise and Voyager and was in DS9, got stalled at season three in DS9 and finally made it through – I'm almost through season four. So when when this interview came down the pike, I knew who these guys were finally you know, because I had now encountered them in Deep Space Nine. And, uh, yeah, so- JG is pretty much Martok. Let's just throw that out there. That out there. <laughs> so Awesome. Well, tonight we are here to talk about uh, what is on our sci-fi slash geeky uh, Christmas list here. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. So everyone have their lists handy that they're ready to give to Santa tonight? I, I, I have You're mine. Good? You're good? Mm-hmm. John? Here. Yeah, you're Yep, me great. too. All right. It's good. Well, so uh, I think what we'll do is we'll – if you've never been with the show before, what we'll do is we're going to start with our five. Uh, or what's on our number five, and maybe they're in order, maybe they're not. But we'll start with our number five, and then we'll kind of pull some of uh, you folks, you, you listeners out there that have contributed to some of uh, your thoughts. We want to hear them, and then we'll uh, do our four and just go down the line, and we may rabbit trail out from here. So, uh, so uh, John, can I put you in the spot? Can we have you go in with your number five first? My number five – probably be uh, a subscription to Marvel Comics Unlimited. If you're not familiar with this, this is a really cool service that Marvel's just started offering. Uh, basically for 10 bucks a month, if you go month to month anyway, uh, five bucks if you pay for uh, five bucks a month if you pay for a full year, 
You get, uh, I think, 10,000 comics, uh, Marvel comics, that you can read online from your browser. Holy. Uh, yeah, it lets you get caught up on all these ancient storylines you may have missed. You know, they, they make references to on the current comics. Like, uh, you can read the entire House of M series, the entire Marvel Civil War, Secret War, Secret Invasion. Um, you know, the, uh, the Iron Man movie that's coming out, uh, I think, is in uh, March? May. It's coming out in May. Uh, you could read up about um, the first appearance of uh, the Mandarin, which is supposed to be the big bad in Iron Man 3. Uh, back in 1962, I think it was, Tales of Suspense, 1962. All of those are digitized, and you can, you can browse them and read them uh, online. I got started with Marvel Comics back in, like, 1984. I remember it was in Boy Scouts, and a friend of mine handed me a, uh, an amazing Spider-Man, and I was hooked. So, I, you know, I've been a, a Marvel geek for forever. And this is like the perfect uh, starter if you want to get started in, in reading Marvel comics from way back. You don't have to like take up your entire attic like I have with old <laughs> back issues. Right, right, right. Now the digital kind of, uh, you know, we could save the trees, save the trees, exactly. A little bit, so. Yes, but but you're saying that this is good for someone who is just getting started in comics. How so? Yeah, totally, because, you know, a lot of comics right now are context-based. They'll make references to something that happened in a comic 20 years ago, or some. they'll bring back some old character that they'd previously killed off or written off somehow. And you can go back, and you can actually type in into Marvel Comics Unlimited, uh, like, for example, Mandarin. I typed in Mandarin, and it showed me the very, very first issue um, where he appeared and the whole storyline behind it. So, um, you know, if, if, if you want to know, like, the nitty-gritty, the backstory of the, the beginnings of the Fantastic Four or uh, witness um, Gene and Scott's uh, budding romance in early issues of X-Men. You can read all of those. You can, get, you can go all the way back to the, to the heyday and, uh, and get caught up. That's awesome. That's awesome. I think current comics are very unapproachable in, in a lot of ways because you pick up an issue and you have no idea what the hell's going on. You don't know who this guy is. You know what's, what the backstory is between this interaction and you can go back and read all of these in your own time at your leisure without having to worry about getting fingerprints or bending pages or anything like that. Right, right. Well, you know, I'm thinking too that uh, when you get into some of the older comics, I, I, I look at some of the newer comics and say, you know, I'm not sure I want my son who's, you know, you know, five, six, seven, eight years old reading this. Mm. Uh, because I think some of the older comics are a little bit more accessible to uh, a younger age group than some of the more modern ones are. I think that's true, so. and there's a lot of content. I mean, you can you can spend years and, and barely make a dent. Yeah. Now yeah. is this? <laughs> Go ahead. Ten dollars is this for a month or a year? How does that work? Yeah. So if you want to go month to month, you can pay nine ninety nine a month, or if you want to pay for a year in advance, you actually get it for half off. So it's five bucks a month. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's like fifty six dollars or whatever that amounts to. But you can't buy comics for that. That's just. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, there's no way. There's no yeah. way. I would spend um, – I, I think at, at the height of my collection, I think it was spending $160 a week on comics. And that's when I realized, okay, stop. This is nuts. <laughs> you guys mortgage your house. Uh, Chris, were you, ever, were you ever into comics? You know, uh, Scott, I never learned to read. <laughs> Thanks a lot, the English yeah. teacher sitting here. No. <laughs> no, I did. And maybe not as much as um, – You'd think. I kind of came into comics later in life um, with some of the uh, X-Men stuff in the the uh, probably early 90s. And uh, since I've read you know, tons of Star Trek stuff, obviously. 
and reviewed some for the site. But um, I'm not an, on any kind of regular schedule. It's just whenever something kind of strikes my fancy, I'll pick it up and read it. I kind of dig graphic novels more than, say, uh, your run-of-the-mill comics. But, uh, yeah, no, I dig them. I'm just yeah. probably not as big of a diehard fan. So. And Miles, you you are not huge comics, is that correct? Very similar to to Chris, um, as far as I mean, throughout my childhood, through my teenage years, I mean, if if I saw some interesting, but not not as hardcore as John. I mean, right now though, I am following the the Star Trek comic book series that I talk about. That that's in, in the JJ verse. I've been faithfully buying um, an issue every month for that. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. For me, uh, no comic background whatsoever. You know, very limited and. I, I read a few here and there, but you know, I grew up I grew up on cartoons, but just not in the uh, just not in the comic book universe. And you know, John, when you were talking about the Mandarin, I knew who the Mandarin was only because my son was watching the '92 incarnation of I- Iron Man, and the Man- Mandarin is one of the main villains there. Oh yeah, so, so that's how I knew him. But, uh, well, Chris, let's move on to you. Uh, where what comes in at number five in your Christmas list? Well, number five for me is probably the most ridiculous okay. uh, of the, the list. Um, but it's that full-size captain's chair uh, that Roddenberry.com sells. I don't know if you guys have seen it. You probably have seen it at uh, conventions. I have. You know, it's around 5000 bucks. So I have a picture it's kinda, of Miles sitting in one. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> <Me> it's <laughs> totally out of the question as like an actual feasible gift unless I somehow hit, hit the uh, lottery. But – that's what I want, and I want to use it as my office chair. If I could somehow manipulate that yeah. uh, to fit behind a desk, that would totally be perfect for me. Would Charity be okay with this? Nah, probably not. But <laughs> I mean, she's a Star Trek fan. But you know, I mean, a giant captain's chair in the middle of the house—I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it might, might be some limit. Might be some limit. That is a cool chair, though. I know exactly which one you're talking about. Well, maybe we get somebody we know to build one for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there you go. And if I could somehow use the switches, like. Maybe manipulate the lights in the house or that, something. Yeah, that would be awesome. cool. <laughs> or have the, have the phone, you know, like where you know the the phone at the intercom, you know. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Do all kinds of stuff. <laughs> that that would be perfect. Mm-hmm. We can we can make it so. Certainly. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? It, maybe if you can't get that one, there's always the one from Think Geek that you can get. Exactly the, the, the inflatable blo- one. The inflatable one. Although I think I probably exceed its weight limits, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Although didn't they have one for adults now? Isn't there one for adults? Is that right? There, yes, there is. Oh well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the weight limit on that one, John? Uh, let's see. I, I honestly don't know. I uh, I've sat in it, but not for long enough to really test. How durable it is, and you didn't jump up and down on it to see if it would pop. Or <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I, I think the weight limit's two hundred fifty pounds. Okay, so I'd be good, but I uh, just would have to lay off the burritos. <laughs> Probably. Uh, let me just look that up real quick, Miles. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what's in your number five? All right, this is nothing too exciting. May not sound too exciting, but it is for me because, um, as far as cell phone wise, I have finally joined the rest of the world uh i found i got my first smartphone this week uh i got an iphone 4 so thank right, you right, right. <laughs> um, slow clap at and had a really good deal basically you know don't they always not not trying to necessarily give them a plug or anything but basically for a buck and for two-year contract you you know they'll get an iphone 4 so i want to get some apps so some itunes cards would be be great because there's some really cool apps out there um, practical and, and not so practical, but um, that would help me out. 
Well, that would certainly help you out get started. So uh, let's help Miles out here. What are some apps he should be buying? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a, I'm really partial to a lot of the photography apps. The uh, the iPhone four and the iPhone four S and the iPhone five have amazing cameras. Uh, you could do a lot of fun stuff with the cameras. There, um, gosh, I can't remember the name of that one that does the uh, animated gifs. Okay. Where you can take you can take a picture. What do they call them? Cinematic cinematographs. Yeah. You, you take a picture and then you can you're actually filming for a few seconds and you can with your finger uh, rub sections of the of the photo that you want animated. So it will record say a car going by, but the rest of the image is still a very striking sort of cinematic look. It's really cool looking. Um, I can't remember the name of it. It's something like Cinematograph, but I'm not sure. You'll have to show me at uh, Farpoint. Yeah, yeah definitely. Totally. definitely. Mm-hmm. I think the other one would be like uh, any Star Trek stuff. I mean, the Star Trek Encyclopedia, I think, is a, an app. So that's something I might have to. Yeah. yeah, if you want something that's completely useless, useless but completely awesome, download the Tricorder TR5, what is it, 580. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's a, a next-gen Tricorder uh, for your iPhone. So Sweet. There you go. That, uh, you give me some ideas. Right. Some ways to spend the iTunes gift cards. That's mm-hmm. for sure. That's for sure. Uh, number uh, number five on my list, I think, is this is recommended to me. Uh, Red Shirts, the audio book by, uh, by John Scalzi, read by Will Wheaton. Nice. I've, he- I've heard some good things about it. Have any of you yeah, read that? Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. You, you, you read it, John? Yeah, same way. I, I did it on Audible. Yeah, that's, that's where I, I saw it on Audible, and I'm – Right now, I'm stuck smack dab in book four of Game of Thrones, and that's taking me forever to get through because it's like 50 hours long. But um, it's one of the ones I want to read. So I think that probably comes in at my number five, and I, I've heard it recommended to me numerous times, and I think I have to read it. Hmm. But, yeah, it's really good for you budding writers out there, too. There's a, there's a really nice um, – um, there's a really nice sort of allegory about um, how to break through a um, – uh, a good chunk of writer's block. Uh, great book. I can't recommend it more highly. Very good. Very good. And did you read, did, Chris, did you read this book? I know you have it, Miles. No, I haven't yet. Yeah, no, I uh, I don't think I've read anything in any kind of long form in probably about six months just because I've been so uh, nonstop busy. But uh, it's definitely on my list. Mm. Very good. Well, let's move into our first uh, piece of listener. Uh, this is actually a voicemail that Kayla sent in okay. about his top five geek gifts. So let me uh, see if I can call up and play it so, so that you guys can hear it. Let me see if I can uh, locate it. And um, But Kayla, of course, has contributed to our shows for a, a long time. And uh, so if you listen to our shows, you know. Let me go ahead and just play what Kayla is saying is on his top five gifts. Gentlemen. Kayla's here with my top five geek gifts I would really like to receive for Christmas. Number one, at the mall in Grand Island, a town about 45 minutes from where I live, they have two life-size statues of Locutus and of the Borg Queen. They are very lifelike, and I would really love to have these. I told my daughter that if I did get one, I would put it in her room. That way, I know she'll stay in bed when she's tucked in for the night. Needless to say, she's not real excited about this idea. (laughs) Number two, I would love to get an all-expense-paid trip to a really good convention, especially one where I can hang out with Scott and Miles. Number three, it would be so cool to get a two-weeks vacation on the International Space Station. However, 
I don't relish the idea of having to ride a Russian rocket. Number four, lunch with Summer Glau and Tricia Helfer. I don't think anything more needs to be said on that subject. Number five, a ticket to go see the Shatner's World Show. Interestingly enough, this one has come true because I have the ticket to see the Shat in Lincoln on January 26th. I know this because I ordered it myself, with the blessings of Mrs. Kalis, of course. So that's my fantasy list. And 20% of it has come true already. Who knows, maybe Santa will come through with the rest for me. Actually, I'm just wishing for a few new Blu-rays. I'm looking for Prometheus, Apollo 18, Avengers, Immortals, Wrath of the Titans, and Battle Los Angeles. There is, however, one more thing. I would really like to meet anyone who could challenge me at my Star Trek Scenit Deluxe game. No one will play it with me anymore because I always win. Happy holidays, my friends. Kapla. So what do you think of this list? You know, actually, the number one thing was um, uh, Locutus and uh, and the Borg Queen. Wasn't that uh, at the experience for a while? Yeah, it was. Sad. And yeah. I think there was, um, when I went to go see the uh, expedition, I think there was a Borg Queen statue there, too. I don't, I don't know if it was the same one or not, but... Um, I think it's great putting it in your daughter's room. Great idea. Yeah. (laughs) You're you're considering that, aren't you? I I am. I think that Taisha would be – she stays in bed anyway. I don't need to worry about that. (laughs) Maybe when she gets older, I need something like that. uh, Yeah, you know, he had the epic Klingon voice too. That guy needs to be on radio or doing like Paul Masson wine commercials or something. That was good, wasn't it? Yeah, he was good. (laughs) We've joked with him about it. We managed to wrestle him into do – a couple shows with us. He's going to be doing a Blade Runner Rewind when we do it in early February, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, he does. He has a great voice radio. So we, we tell him that all the time. So, uh, but I may have to take him up on his challenge uh, for Star Trek Seen It. Uh, if he calls his wife Mrs. Kalis, then he doesn't know Kalis's wife, uh, the wife, the name of Kalis's wife. Oh, <laughs> see, see there, there. You hear that? You hear that, Kalis? Do you know Kalis's wife? And no, no, no fair Googling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to know it right off the bat. See, I had the game too, but I've had, you know, pr- trouble to find people to play that with. So I, I, I take them on it just, just so I can play the game. Yeah, well, see, I'd play it with you, Miles. I'd actually be somewhat competent now that I've now, actually yeah, watched, true. Now that I've watched a little bit of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. But I do like his lunch with Summer Glau and Trish Helfer. I think that would be great. I, yeah, I don't need to say much more than that. Um, <laughs> However, at, at Farpoint, what they do is for the, for their charity uh, auctions, they you, you can um, have lunch with um, you know some of the actors there. I mean, they depending on how much the auction goes up. I mean, our, our friend uh, Lou, I think he yeah, well, he spent an obscene amount of money to have lunch with uh, Felicia Day a few years ago. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh wow. Yeah. 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 And, Certainly can do that. And have and then the, this past year have have drinks with uh, Michael Hogan. So. Some conventions, I mean, they're they're they do, they, they're smart about that. They do they have those uh, charity auctions and yeah, yeah. But to have drinks with Michael Hogan, you just have to show up. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that is true. true. <laughs> our, our Edward James almost same way. You know, you just oh yeah, with him and Starbucks in the bar, and you're there. You don't need to pay for drinks, right? <laughs> but, uh, they're always drinking. What are you talking about? <laughs> but oh, that's that's absolutely Kellis. Thank you so much for calling in and sending us that list of your top five gifts because those are great gifts, and I I do agree with that. So, um, 
not all the Blu-rays, but hey, you know, to each his own. Each his own in some of those Blu-rays there. Uh, Battlefield Los Angeles. You know, I, I watched that and it wasn't a for me, it was not a terrible movie. It was a you know what? It was a great treadmill movie. You know, watching the treadmill and run. I'm okay with that. But it but not my favorite movie of all time. I enjoyed it for what it was. I mean I I didn't see it in theaters. I waited to rent it, but yeah, absolutely. you know, if, yeah. if, hundred percent behind him on Avengers, though that's great. Yeah. So you, you weren't a, you weren't a fan of Battle LA? Not a, well. You know, I I tend to watch those kind of movies, and whenever the the ridiculous over the top explosions or some some insane amount of ultra violence happens on screen, I tend to laugh really loud. <laughs> so it's maybe not the reaction the filmmakers were going for right, when they right, made right, the movie. Right. Well, are you doing this in theaters? Or are you doing this at home behind? You know. Oh no, I wouldn't have the guts to do it in the theater. No. Oh come on, you should. I no, dare you. I, I, I'm I'm. <laughs> I'm draconian about making sure I'm quiet in movies and insist that all my other guests are quiet as well. You know, I'm enjoying the movie. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm kind absolutely. of a jerk like that. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, did you see this movie, Battle LA? Yeah, I did. It, you know, it's fine. It was no skyline. Let's just put it that way. Right. Um, but uh, And I don't mean that in a good way. But, I mean, you know, it is what it is. It's, right. you know, it's a popcorn movie. I was hoping for something a little bit deeper, maybe – Maybe better character development or just, you know, something more than it was. But, you know, it was fine. So it was a decent way to spend two hours. You're so. hoping for Battlefield Earth then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of the above. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't walk out thinking I wish I could get my two hours back. So it, you know, was a push. So that's, at least that's something, right? Yeah, so exactly. I think I watched this right along. I watched three. It was like three movies right in a row that were kind of all alien invasion. It was, it was. Battle LA, and then it was Battleship. I watched, you know, and and you know, what, whatever they were, they were good, fun, action-oriented movies. Not great plots by any means, but just something to pass the time. That's kind of the way I felt about it. Miles, why don't we start with you? Why don't we go to number four, and uh, we'll work our way around our, our what's on our number four? All right, it's still with my new iPhone theme. Um, uh, just perusing uh, Think Geek uh, earlier today, and. Uh, they have this great Bluetooth sliding keyboard case. And I mean, I have a just a very no-frills case right now, but that looks like a good case, and the, the keyboard on it looks good. You're I think used to a keyboard. I'm used to a keyboard. The, the touchscreen thing is going to take some getting used to. So, yeah. um, But, that, but that, that, uh, that sliding keyboard case, that, that, that's very tempting. John, have you ever played with a sliding keyboard case? Yeah, actually, it's a really nice case. Uh, it, it fits well. It, uh, it's, it's got a really good um, um, slider. It, it doesn't wobble. It doesn't uh, flex too much. Um, the video that's on that page uh, featuring my buddy Jimmy uh, is one of the best videos that we've done. It didn't get a lot of love, but it makes me laugh every time I see it, so it's got to be okay. <laughs> I, I watched it. I thought it was funny. Yeah. yeah and what is that? Does a keyboard sync up by Bluetooth? Is that kind exactly. Of, yeah, okay, very good. That's what I, that's what I figured would happen. Um, all right, uh, John, why don't you go ahead? Well, if we're going to stick with, uh, with iPhone stuff, I'm going to go, uh, with my number four is, uh, the iPad mini. Now I'm, I'm an iPad enthusiast. I have an iPad, uh, third generation, not the new fourth generation, uh, cause I'd only bought it six months ago, but, uh, I got as a gift, I didn't even ask for it, but I got as a gift an iPad mini. I never expected to like it cause I thought it's, it's just a tiny iPad. It's, Right. Uh, it's underpowered. It's got a, a, a lower resolution screen than the regular iPad. But I tell you what, man, it's so nice and thin and light, and the battery life is awesome. Uh, it runs everything that the big iPad does, just not with a not with a Retina resolution. 
but it's so convenient. It's so much lighter. You can read in bed without your arm falling asleep because you're kind of holding this big, heavy <laughs> oh, yeah, screen up, you know? That's the truth. <laughs> kind of have to prop um, it up when you're doing that. Yeah, and and my wife Heather goes uh, – she goes out about an hour before I usually do. So I'm lying in bed trying to read and my little Kindle, I have to have the light on and, and that annoys her. She has a mask on or a pillow over her face. So this iPad's backlit. It's beautiful. Um, God, it's so light. It's so it's so cute. I highly recommend it. Hmm. You know, I looked at it and – well, you know, I'm still happy with my iPad too. But I know that, I know that you're out there and I know that people are – yeah, I mean, if you don't have, if you have an iPad now, I, I don't know that this is unless you've got a, an obscene amount of money. Uh, I wouldn't bother getting a new one. But if you don't have an iPad yet and you're thinking about it, dude, the mini is awesome. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Well, it sounds good. And uh, any any apps that you're recommending for that, or just same same uh, apps or anything else? I use my yeah. Well, I use my uh, my iPad Mini mostly to read. I have a, a little folder called Consume. Which has all my guests. Kindle has my magazines, has Spotify, Netflix, YouTube, Pandora, uh, podcast reader. So I, re- I, I read a lot of books on it, but um, I also take it. I also take it to meetings at ThinkGeek and and write notes on it. So I have a little stylus, and I have a note taking app called uh, Notability that I use. Uh, that's really cool. It's I think it's three or four dollars, but it's totally worth it. Awesome, very cool. Well, let's move on to Chris. Chris, what's number four for you? Well, number four for me is that new uh, QMX uh, Quantum Mechanics uh, TNG uh, Com Badge. I don't know if you guys have seen, and I, obviously you're seeing a theme in my <laughs> in my gifts. They're all going to be pretty much Star Trek, except for one. Um, but uh, it looks beautiful. I've, I haven't been able to get my hands on it. They didn't have it in Vegas, uh, but uh, I've always wanted a high quality Com Badge. Not that I would wear it. I just kind of want to put it on display. But it looks like it fits the bill. So we'll see though when we when I actually get to see it in person. Is it working? Or is it No, it's uh, I think it's it's, it's probably made of precious pewter. Yeah. So Well, now it wouldn't be impossible to get a com badge to work. Can I mean cuz all you have to do is sync it up with like your iPhone or something, right? Yeah, I saw one I want to say about two and a half years ago and I've yet to be able to refind it on the net, but somebody had built out of one of like the Playmates com badges or something like that, one of the cheesy ones. But they had taken a uh, an aftermarket uh, Bluetooth uh, communicator of some sort. I don't know where they got it, probably China. But they adapted it to fit within the com badge, and you could actually make a call, do voice commands and stuff from it. Uh, and like I said, I haven't been able to find that anywhere. But yeah, yeah, I think you could probably do that if you've got the know-how. So. It would be great with Siri. Oh, yeah. Because then you have yeah. to talk back to you and everything. Think, yeah, think exactly. Geek, think Geek needs to get on that. Well, you know, I can't say definitively if we've worked on this at all because talking about contracts in motion uh, uh, make people twitchy. Right. But I will say that a combadge size is too small to have a battery large enough to drive a speaker mm. for a speakerphone. So I will tell you yeah. that there are technical limitations to this idea currently. Right, right. So but yeah. I shall say no more. Right. So, so in order for this to work practically, you'd have to like enlarge the combat or the combat or figure something else out. Or exactly. In, right. Right. Invent right. a new kind of battery. Right. 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 Uh, well, number five on my list comes in at the soundtrack for the Man of Steel. Um, and I know it's not out yet, right? But Lisa Gerard does the haunting music in the newest trailer. And she, of course, is the woman that was behind – well, she was a part of Dead Can Dance. 
out of Australia. Um, and also did that beautiful piece of music when Russell Crowe uh, dies in Gladiator and is going across those fields and there's that beautiful haunting music and he's going to be with his wife and children, you know, you know, that moving scene. It's just absolutely beautiful and haunting and I have to have the soundtrack. Yeah, I'm stoked about Man of Steel. I'm sure we'll probably talk about that more, but I saw the uh, teaser trailer uh, today and uh, it looks pretty good. I mean, I'm stoked to the fact that Christopher Nolan is uh, attached to it in, you know, whatever shape he's attached, producer or whatever it is, but, you know, there's hope for it. The Brian Brian Singer one from 2005 was a complete letdown, so I'm really looking forward to uh, Man of Steel. This feels much more, uh, Man of Steel seems much more moody. This guy, you know, this Superman is much more human uh, as far as his struggles go. And this reminds me a little bit, this is an unfair comparison, but the the amazing Spider-Man and what they did and the way they rebuilt Spider-Man in that movie, it made him kind of, yeah, absolutely. That's kind of what I'm seeing this as being a little bit. It reminds me a little bit of uh, Kevin Smith's script, for his uh, Nicolas Cage Superman uh, uh, attempt, I think they got mothballed. That was late nineties, uh, something like that. Yeah, uh, I think he was he was trying to point out how sad and lonely Superman is, uh, how, how how this heavy mantle of responsibility is always on his shoulders, and he's you know really kind of uh, kind of alone and 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 morose. Uh, but you know he has to be this he has to be this uh, you know larger than life bombastic character all the time. But really, behind the scenes, he's kind of this sad, bearded man, guts kind of floating in a, a floating in a pool of misery, you know. Yeah. Well, I think that sort of character, uh, for some reason, we as a culture really identify with that right now. When we see, we want to see it. We still want to see our superheroes. But we want to see the human, or uh, the fact that they they have struggles just like us, in some ways. It seems that's that way. yeah. That's why Spider Man always resonated with me. Yeah. Did, did, John, did you see the new trailer yet? I did, yeah. Uh, I, well, even with his Earth parents, they're not – they're less um, – I don't know. Um, maybe not as optimistic or as uh, – I mean when uh, – Oh, yeah. Kevin Costner says you know, about you, know, you got to be more you know, careful about that sort of thing and you know, Clark says, well, should I let him die? And he's like – Maybe you should. Yeah. Maybe I'm like should. that's not you know, what, what – what That's Paul not, Kent would have said didn't you know? That was intense. Yeah, it was. And, 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 I didn't really and know it was Costner. That's yeah, Costner. That's Costner. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, you see him for half a second. Right. Right. I know. I didn't recognize. I did recognize Russell Crowe as Jor-El, but mm-hmm. but which makes the connection to the Gladiator all that more special. That <laughs> that, that Lisa Gerard, but <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, so that 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 comes into my number four, and I am looking forward to that movie. When's that movie out? By the way, is that summer? Is that June? Yeah, it might be. We, I think yeah, at, I at the end of the trailer, like it said like six thirteen or something like that. So, so, yeah. what, so what we have Star Trek coming out in May? Is that come out in May? May. Yep. May, May. We have May. Then we have Man of Steel, and then we have what is it? Another at, Earth. Is, is it After Earth? After, after, yeah, Earth. after Earth. I don't know yeah. about that movie. No, yet. We'll it was After Earth. It was that was June. June. Oh, 13th. is it After? And then a Man of Steel later. Then I'm not sure. I, I forget. But whatever. Um, and and I don't know. I, I'm IMDb. Not, yeah, I'm not. I'm not certain that. I'm not sure. I have hopes for After Earth because Will Smith is attached to it, and the, Bob Greenberger. Yes, uh, uh, but but then there's M. Nat Shalaman who has done whatever, or however, however you pronounce his name, that is directing it, right? Oh, see, I didn't know that. 
Yeah, which that, you know, that brings a little concern to the it, table. It, it does, it does. But there's, but I've enjoyed some of his stuff. He, but recently he hasn't put out a lot of stuff that people really enjoyed. Yeah, no. The last movie that I liked, um, which was probably Lady in the Water. I know a lot of people didn't care for that, but I actually kind of dug it. But the last one, the uh, the happening was a mess. And that wasn't his last so. one. Didn't he do one with an elevator? Oh, he did uh, Avatar as well, and I didn't see that. Oh, he did. Avatar, The Last Airbender. Oh, yeah, I did. And that was okay. The sucky Avatar, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was okay. It wasn't my favorite Avatar. But. And I never really watched the, the cartoon. I tried to get into it. Um, I'm not a huge uh, anime guy. And, you know, I, I people that I respect were like, it's not like anime. It's great. And and then in turn, you know, when the movie came out, they're like, he totally missed the missed the boat. He didn't capture the the chemistry that was there between the characters in the movie, but I don't really have anything to base that on. But yeah. for, you know, I just <laughs> after I watched the happening, I was like, oh, I'm kind of out on the M Night Shyamalan uh, yeah. movies. So, yeah, but hopefully, this will redeem him. Yeah, and that, that's what Miles and I said this in another show that we did. We said, you know what? Directors don't get it wrong all the time. Hopefully. And, and, you know, he certainly, right. he, I mean, when he started out with Sixth Sense and even Unbreakable, though that movie was slow, those were some good movies. Yeah, no, they were. Absolutely. So, and I liked um, Signs and I liked uh, Signs, The Village. Signs. You know? I really did like Signs. Yeah. So he had, he started out, I mean, those were his first four movies and these were strong movies for him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's let's hear from some listeners here. These are uh, people that I had asked a question, you know, what are your top sci-fi geeky gifts on Facebook? And here's where some of the answers came in. Gina Zinda said, I want my own working TARDIS. It's bigger on the inside, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Who doesn't, right? I I want it complete with Matt Smith and Rose and whoever else. (laughs) Uh, Kim James said she wants her own sonic screwdriver, universal remote. It looks amazing. Is that a think geek thing? Uh, well, not exactly. We did team up with the guys who made it, and we were the first in the States to have it uh, and worked with the BBC to help promote it. But, no, it's not ours exclusively. Right, right, right. right so, but that, that would be an awesome universal remote. My wife would hate it. <laughs> but, but it would still be an awesome universal remote. It's totally impractical, but it works really well. Oh, good. Oh, so it does work well? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Very good. Matt Mather said he would like a lightsaber. And of course, and a Death Star. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> who doesn't? Well, we're, we're hoping that with with Disney's acquisition of of Star Wars, that that Epcot, that the you know the, the sphere. <laughs> I mean, they'll they'll redo that and make it the Death Star, right? <laughs> I mean, because that'll just increase people wanting to ride through that. Oh, uh, I would, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but all right. Well, so uh, so those are some on the list of their geek gifts. Let's move on to our number threes. Uh, Chris, why don't we have you go first this time? What's number three for you? Well, it's not really a sci-fi gift, and this is the one that kind of goes off the reservation for my Star Trek gifts, but I want the dude's sweater from The Big Lebowski. I kind of look like the dude anyway, um, <laughs> and, you know, he abides, so I just, you know, I just want the sweater. <laughs> Can you find the sweater anywhere? <laughs> the dude abides. Yeah, you can. It's unfortunate because I remember – in the early 90s, early to mid-90s, you could find those. And I think they're called Couchin. I never pronounce it right. But it's a type of sweater. And when we lived in California, you could find them at thrift stores constantly because the surfers wore them. 
but now it's impossible to find. You can there's one online from 80stees.com that's uh, 200 bucks. Um which is kind of ridiculous for what it is, but I'm very tempted. So. <laughs> Definitely very tempted. That's awesome. That's an awesome gift. Miles, go ahead. Well, there's there's a lot, a lot of Star Trek books coming out in the next couple months, and um, I, I'm going to need some Amazon gift cards for my Kindle. So uh, that that would be a big help to me. Uh, so gift cards. Huh? So yeah, uh, David Allen Mack has put out a couple new books. That we released in the next couple months, and uh, I read the first one so far. It was uh, good, wasn't it? Oh, it was fantastic. I loved it. Yes, uh, Mac is a fantastic writer, and so when he does trilogies, man, those are good. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, all get you know, Dell's with the androids. Don't want to say, shouldn't say more than that, but it was spoilers. Yes, so, <laughs> I'm on board. Yeah. Right, you totally right. sold but me. If you like androids, you want to read this book, dude. Who doesn't like androids? Right. Right. Awesome. So, well, that's awesome. You know, I'm not a gift card man, but mm-hmm. you know, hey, you know, maybe for you miles, but yeah, that's, that, that, that would, that would help me out a lot. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, John, how about you? What comes in at number three for you? Well, like, like Chris's, uh, number three, mine is also knitted. Um, I think everybody in the world wants, or at least everyone who listens to this podcast will want a Jane hat from Firefly, but you don't know somebody who can knit that well. Uh, so, uh, Luckily, there's this site. Uh, was it called Think Greek or something like yeah, that? No, they have right. it right for twenty four ninety nine. It's officially licensed and everything, so you know you can get the you know cunning hat from from them. Does it keep your ears warm? Uh, beats me. Beats it me. hasn't been cold enough out here yet. Right, no, no. <laughs> but I'm just thinking, like when I go on like my long runs on the weekend, when I'm going like for I don't know fifteen twenty miles, will keep my ears warm. That's what my concern is. But the well, great, if you tie it, yeah. Yeah, all right, right. And the great part about that hat is you see somebody wearing that hat, you know, it's a, a fellow firefly, a fellow brown coat. Yeah, you, you, it's true. Mm-hmm. It really does identify you. That's, it's that's a secret great. handshake. It is. <laughs> it is. It definitely is. My, uh, my, my, uh, my number three comes in kind of at the same uh, spot on the uh, that you're getting your hat from, and it's uh, offered by Think Geek, and it's, uh, it's the Hobbit Thorns Match T-shirt. Very nice. Because I think that I, I'm a, I've read The Hobbit probably, I don't know, 10, 12 times in my lifetime. And it's a movie that this holiday season that I am jonesing to see. So uh, I don't know if I'm going to go see it. Miles, you're going to see it this weekend, right? I'm, there's, we're, my wife and I are probably going to go see it this weekend. And I want to see it on the IMAX because supposedly there's going to be like a nine-minute uh, Star Trek trailer. Yeah, I'll just watch it online when it comes out. So, <laughs> uh, John, are you going to go see that? You know, I really want to. And for the exact same reason that Miles said, there is an IMAX theater not far from where I live. Um, but, man, I don't want to, uh, to to fight my way, my shoulder my way through the crowd. Uh, it's tempting, but I, I'm not good in crowds, uh, <laughs> ironically, <laughs> since it seems like you and I only hang out at cons when it's right, shoulder-to-shoulder right. shoulder nerd. Isn't that true? We well, you know the uh, – in, in, I'm not opposed. Like personally, I don't know if I'm going this weekend. I'm going to see it in theaters, and I may, see, and I'll probably see it in IMAX. But I might wait a week. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I haven't decided. Yet. It depends probably when my brother calls. But <laughs> how about, yeah, Chris, how about you? Are you going to go see this movie? You know, I probably won't see it in the theater. Yeah. Um, I'm the same way as John. I'm not a huge crowd guy, and inevitably, you sit near somebody who is 
chewing their own hand or kicking the back of your chair. So or texting in the middle um, of the movie or Yeah, exactly. I mean there's you know, there are good movie uh houses movie houses. What am I from the nineteen thirties? <laughs> uh, there's there's good theaters in Austin, uh like the Alamo Draft House and then some of the upper scale uh theaters where you have your own giant recliner and they bring you adult beverages and which is cool. We need one um, of those but, around here, Miles. We have, we yeah. have, we, they don't, we have a good theater. They just don't bring us adult beverages. No, no. <laughs> they're just about to open an Alamo like a mile from my house. I cannot. Oh, no, no kidding. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're cool. It's very cool. And, um, you know, I pro- you know, again, it comes down to time. I need, I need the TARDIS. I need a time machine. I need somehow to get myself within a, uh, a time dilation field so I have more time. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, you know, it's going to be a three hour movie. And so. Yeah, I mean, we just watched, just like last weekend, watched uh, The Dark Knight Rises. So that tells you how far behind I am. I did make one special trip to see Skyfall uh, because I'm a huge James Bond fan. And Daniel Craig's, you know, pretty amazing as 007. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I want to see The Hobbit, but I'm not sure if I want to make it out. Right. Uh, Yeah. Well, let's move into uh, some other uh, listeners and what they have to say. Um, I thought it cut out there for a second, but I don't think it did. Uh, Karen, uh, Karen uh, Carruthers, is that the way you say your last name? Uh, from Some, yep, uh, from uh, Shore Leave and Farpoint. You probably met her, John. You probably knew who she is. Yeah, uh, but uh, so she is asking for some Sheldon T-shirts. She wants Thor. I assume she meets a movie, but maybe she means a guy. <laughs> That's I mean, where my on. mind went. Yeah, so the guy probably. So that that would be nice under the tree. That will be what my wife wants. Right, right. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Was that Chris Helmsworth? Right. Yes. Yes. Come on. Our our, our, our George Kirk, as we know him, or what, um, whatever role he's playing doesn't matter. Right. Right. It doesn't matter as long as the shirt's off and there's an oiled chest. You got it. <laughs> um, the Enterprise E, a PS3, and the TNG Blu-rays. That is her top five gifts. Are those good gifts? Um, oh yeah, I mean, who doesn't want the Enterprise E? I'm, I'm guessing she's talking about the real deal. Yeah, I think so. The, I think so. Yeah, I think. So. I mean, come on. <laughs> and uh, and this other one, and, and Carl Brand would like a working lightsaber for carving meatloaf and for <laughs> capital C carving capital M meatloaf. I see. He doesn't like. <laughs> I guess he doesn't <laughs> he, like meatloaf. He doesn't like meatloaf. The singer. That's what I'm. Assuming. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, come on, bat out of hell. Have either of you gotten the, the uh, TNG Blu-rays? No, but we did go to see the uh, the re-release of season two when they, they when they were showing um, Measure of a Man and uh, God, what was the other one? That's that's Q-Hoo? an awesome one. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Q- yeah, well, yeah. That one uh, they showed that uh, on the big screen, and mm-hmm. they they had a lot of uh, behind the scenes stuff and, and great interview uh, interviews and, and bloopers. Man, those were funny. Mm-hmm. But I, I came out of that theater jonesing for that Blu-ray. I just can't, you know, as long as they're streaming on Netflix and stuff, I'm just not. <laughs> I'm not but you to, can't get Next Generation streaming now. Oh, you can't? No, they took it off because they wanted to sell the Blu-rays. Say what? I haven't uh, checked in a while, really. Yeah, wow. yeah you can only That's get um, DS9, Voyager, and Enterprise. Oh, good. Well, I get better work. And the original through, series. I better work my way through. Uh, <laughs> well, but see, that the irony is, and they, they released the original series in Blu-ray, and it was streaming at that time, wasn't it? At least I, th- I, th- I thought it was. I mean, but maybe, but they could have since taken, you know. Yeah, they I, launched them all at the same time. They la- oh, they launched Next Generation, I think, a month before. The, the rest of the shows came online, uh, streaming from Amazon and from Netflix. And then they abruptly took Next Gen off. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I made it through Next Gen before that happened. So, 
I didn't know that. Well, I better make it through Voyager before they start releasing that in Blu-ray, right? I think that'll be a, a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you'll be good. Not, not Voyager, D- DS9. DS9. Yeah. From what I understand, and, and this isn't anything official, but just from some polls on uh, StarTrek.com, it sounds like the fans are leaning more towards uh, Voyager uh, for the next set. I don't know what CBS's timetable is, but uh, right. which was kind of d- dumbfounding to me. I'm much more of a DS9 man than uh, than Voyager, but right. we'll see. But I think you're good. I mean, they were just through season two of uh, of TNG. So they have another five season seasons. three coming around sometime in the next few months. But so they have another five seasons to go. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move into our number twos. And my number two. I'm going to start with my number two this time. And this is a. Uh, I saw this on the Think Geek site. This is the Swedish Fire Steel that they have. Uh, John, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So they had a Swedish Fire Steel, and I thought, you know. Here we are, ready to jump off the fiscal cliff. The world's going to go to hell in a handbasket. You know, <laughs> the, the the Mayan calendar's ending very soon. I need something to survive. You know, and what better than to have a piece of flint in my pocket that can light up a fire and keep warm during the winter months? Cook my meals that I hunt with my zombie crossbow, and you know, and any fish I you know kill out of the river. Right? You know, this is perfect for me. It's perfect for my zombie survival kit. You know, it's no accident that we've been slowly amassing uh, apocalypse preparedness gear. Yeah. Uh, we are all preparing for it. Uh, there's a lot of solar stuff in our catalog now. We've got purifier, water purifiers now. We've got hatchets and hammers uh, and knives and things to, to keep you safe when the zombies eventually overrun the earth. And that's, it's, it's, I agree. It is no accident. I mean, slowly. I, I, I see that, John, and I, I approve. <laughs> so, but that's uh, that's great, and I I do need that. I do. Need it's that. a community and service. It, it's really not. It, it really is. <laughs> it really is. I mean, you're really looking out for the good of humanity, and you're trying to give us the best chance we have of survival. Yeah, we want the, the geeks to rule the earth, and this right. is how we do it. Yeah. Well, well, the well, geeks what, will inherit the earth. They, they already they already have inherited the earth. Most people just don't realize it yet. <laughs> so, but but definitely there. I definitely think that that is um, a good call. Um, well, let's, uh, let's work our way around here. Let's see who's next. Um, John, why don't you go next? I think my number, where are we at, two? Two, yep. Our, my number two has got to be uh, Weta Workshop's One Ring. They make this uh, tungsten carbide uh, plated with gold, uh, the One Ring. It's officially from The Hobbit, although it's, you know, it's from Lord of the Rings. Come right. on. But... Um, I don't know. I'm sure every geek out there can quote the, uh, the you know one ring to rule them all, one ring to find them poem. But not many know the original black speech of Mordor. Right. Uh, and if anybody does, uh, maybe I'll give them a coupon or something. But uh, <laughs> anyway, it's it's written in the Tengwar script uh, right on the surface. You don't have to throw it in the fire to read it. Um, you can wear it on a chain if you have to, but you know you can put it on your finger if you dare. Right. Uh, it's about ninety nine bucks and comes in multiple sizes. That is awesome. That's an awesome thing. I already am wearing the one ring. It's my wedding band. And it, nice. It rules them all. <laughs> Though I'm not sure I'm the one that's ruling them all, but we'll see. But, <laughs> but very, very good. And so that's available from Think Geek? Yes, sir. That's awesome. That's an awesome. I have the Gandalf pipe. So that's my only real treasure. Can I you have. blow ship shaped uh, smoke rings? No. In fact, I probably could smoke it, but I just haven't. It's just <laughs> kind of sitting on my shelf looking pretty. Sitting be- I think behind me, right, Miles? 
Is it up there? It, it, I believe it is, yeah. Yeah, there he is. Mm-hmm. So. Very good. Uh, Chris, go ahead. What's your number two? You know, I wish I could find some really nicely made, uh, officially licensed Star Trek fine art. Oh, wait, I can <laughs> from a site called Bye Bye Robot. Tell us about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, honestly, I mean, that's one of the reasons we got into it. Not to, uh, well, I was going to say not to selfishly plug, but I'm actually <laughs> meaning to selfishly plug. Right. Um, yeah, no, we, we got into it because there are, there are good posters out there. There is fine art. Um, but we wanted to, to create something that we like, and hopefully that shows in the stuff that we sell at Bye Bye Robot. Uh, but we work with a bunch of different uh, artists to do everything from actual original fine art to reproductions of the fine art, and then, of course, propaganda style and graphic posters. Um, but I've got, just so you guys are jealous, I don't know if you've seen on our site, we have uh, the Enterprise, the original Enterprise NCC-1701 as a Jaclay print. But behind my desk right now I have a the original, which is actually seven feet by five feet. Mm. So... Yeah, that's that's what I want, and I already I already have it. So that is awesome. Um, yeah, it's, ha- and and it and it pays to be uh, romantically involved with the artist or one of the artists. <laughs> I was, was going to say it pays to sleep with the artist, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. And that is my wife. Let's that be is, clear. Yes, that's yes, <laughs> Hundred percent clear. Yes, so. we, we kind of we do keep this family friendly, or we try to. Exactly. Sense, no. Yeah. I mean. I, I dig the stuff that we do, and hopefully people out there dig it as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's my number two, byebyerobot.com. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. I have to fully endorse this. Uh, I just got um, – Chris just was kind enough to send me a set of the Jeff Fosters, and I just got them today. And I, you should have seen me. I was running around the office showing them off to everybody. <laughs> I, I adore the Jeff Fosters. They're so good. But I also was just just thinking that the charity uh, that charity stuff is really great. I, I'm going to need to have those too. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll let her know for sure and let Jeff know. That'll make his day. So yeah, Jeff's extremely talented. So is my wife, of course. I mean, you know, this is why we started. We actually started with the fine art portion of it, where we sold just Jaclays, uh, and people demanded that we do posters of of the stuff, and it just kind of snowballed from there. But uh, that's cool that you dig it. Yeah, yeah it's at, amazing work. It totally is. Yeah, I'm looking at these posters now. I'm, you know, loving the the Riza uh, poster and the, uh, the the shuttle crew uh, service poster. So it's so here's a stuff. here's a cool story. You guys will dig uh, the Riza poster. When we were in Vegas, they had an empty booth across directly across from us because we were vendors there, and uh, it was the place where they brought in the writers and producers to sit there and sign. Uh, and Steve and I Robert was uh, I was it's always either Iris Stephen Bear Stephen Ira Bear. I always get it so mixed up. I'm pathetic as a Star Trek fan, but you guys know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. He was across from us, and uh, I went over there and said, "Hey, you know, well, first of all, this was like seeing a unicorn. He didn't charge for his autograph, so let's just throw that out there. He is a you know stand up guy. That's pretty amazing to be in Vegas and not charge for an autograph." Yeah. Uh, so I stood in line, I got him to sign it, and he came over and he said, you know what, this Riza poster, because he wrote Captain's Holiday. That's where Riza started. He invented Riza, basically. Uh, and he came over, he's like, these are so awesome, I'd like to get some, I'll sign some for you. He was just super cool guy, so I can't say enough about him. But uh, he dug those in the, the, uh, the Horgon stickers we had. Funny story, his wife came over and said that, uh, I have that in my, my house. 
And I didn't know who she was. I'm all, you have a Horgon in your house? That's really cool. Mm-hmm. She's all, no, I have the Horgon in my house. <laughs> like, really? So, so might who you be? And she told me. Uh, but uh, pretty cool. She, I mean, they dug it too. So, or she dug it too. But So you have Horgon stickers? Yep. We do. All yeah. right. <laughs> Just in case you have the need for Jamaha Ron, yeah, yeah. we got Horgon stickers. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Miles, did you give us your number two yet? Give us your number two. Uh, my number two is this was a toss up between the uh, the Star Trek boxer briefs, but then I saw this. Um, uh, I had a Klingon bird of prey crash in my backyard not that long ago, and uh, unfortunately, the the the, um, the, the crew di- didn't make it. But the, the ship's still in my backyard. But I got I got to be able to fix this thing, um, and I, <laughs> I need some help. And um, lo and behold, I. I Think Geek has something that's going to help me out there. They have they have the Star Trek Klingon Bird of Prey Hanes manual, and so when I once when I get that, I could fix my Bird of Prey, and you know I'm going places, man. <laughs> you definitely are. Do you have Do you have the other? There's other Hanes man. Do you have the other ones? I don't have the other ones now. Right, right. But this looks pretty cool for the Klingon Bird of Prey. Yeah. Have you Have you seen the actual book yet? Uh, only online. Only online. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I have one on my desk. It's actually really good. Yeah, I see. See, you hear that? He's just kind of <laughs> just kind of rubbing it in, rubbing it in your face there. Make me want to You should totally see this. Oh, what a shame! <laughs> right, 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 it's right. the best ever. That's why it's on my list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. Bird of prey in your backyard, huh? Yeah, yeah. No one ever saw it. Does it say Botany Bay on the side? <laughs> you know, it, it's it needs a lot. It, it it's got a lot of paint damage, so I'm not sure. But I mean. Right. Uh, the um, thing is, it's cloaked, so nobody else can see it, right? That's right, exactly. <laughs> you know, I live out in the sticks. Nobody sees anything back there. So. <laughs> right, right. That, that's pretty true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, let's, uh, two, let's hit two other people and share what was on their list. Don Bender came in and said, yes, yeah, Scott, you know my answer, a working Stargate, of course. So uh, that, that would I'd be love, on my list, too, if that I'd, existed, I'd, right? I'd like that. Worthless yeah. without a dialer, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, you, you need, you need yeah. DHD. Yeah, we should say, Don, you really should put on there a dialer as well. Right, right. Um, Jen M. from New York said, the complete set of all the Star Trek series, except for Enterprise. I can do without that. And I already have the original. Okay, so that would just be TNG, DS9, and Voyager. Farscape and Doctor Who mini playset. So that's on her list. Nice. Yep. So those are all. Those are some nice gifts. Oh yeah. Well, it is time for us to go into our number ones. I tell you what. Before we do our number ones, let me read the others. We have two others on our list of people that have gifts. Jeff Gentry said he wants the entire BSG on Blu-ray. That would be awesome. But and actually, I I saw a deal one time. You could get that pretty cheap. I don't know what it's going for right now. Do you know, John? Ah, uh, you know what? I was just looking at it the other day, and I I, I totally flaked. I'm sorry. That's right. Um, M. Sierra Garcia said, "I would like one CERN, C E R N, two <laughs> Sheldon Cooper, <laughs> three an all access and all power pass to Halliday's Oasis, complete with full on tweaked out rig and haptic suit." There we go. I'm into it. BSG Blu-ray on Amazon, one thirty-eight ninety-nine. Oh, there you oh, go. Okay. Yeah, you go. Hey, you guys watching uh, BSG Blood and Chrome? I've hey, seen the first hey. couple. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm digging it. I just need to get back on it. Yeah, I saw the first couple too. So, mm-hmm. did you watch it, John? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually got um, I got to see it uh, a while ago before it had ever 
shown on the air. Uh, a friend of mine who I, I can't really talk about got uh, sat me in a room and he put a DVD in this DVD player and we watched it and I was like, oh my God, play that again. Uh, it just blew my mind and yeah, you guys are in for a treat. You can't, you're not going to believe what's coming down the pipe. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I, I watched it from beginning to end, at least this season. What's what's been made available? So, and I, I really enjoyed it. That's uh, awesome. Um, what they've, I can I can I can almost forget there, that most of it's green screen. Yeah, yeah, you totally miss that, don't you? Yeah. yeah. The, the first couple episodes, you saw some of the stuff. You said, "Well, that's clearly computer generated," but mm-hmm. but it's pretty good storyline so far. I've only seen the first two or three episodes. So, well, she has two more on her list. So I finish her list. Okay. She had number four was her, a replicator so she wouldn't have to cook. <laughs> and five, a Wookiee. They're so fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I did have on as a joke in my list that I would like a Wookiee method therapist. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think like the deep tissue, you know, I think they'd be great at that. So, but <clears> – <throat> Anyways, let's move into our number ones. John, let's start with your number one and work our way around. Well, Mr. Wood, you started with your extravagant, and I'm going to end with my extravagant gift. <laughs> my, my price is no object. Uh, for $10,000, you can get a two-and-a-half-foot-long handmade artisan 1-850th scale replica of the USS Enterprise NCC-1701D from quantummechanics.com. Oh, wow. Right uh, Have on. you seen it? No, not yet. Dude, you got to check it out. I mean, it's uh, check out the videos that they have on the site. The warpness cells glow. The nav lights blink. Uh, the photon and the phaser uh, strips uh, pulse and glow and sound effects go off. It's it's really freaking amazing. It, it's, oh, it yes. might even be more detailed than the prop they use for filming. Uh, it's that good. I've seen it in person over at the QMX offices and it's just outrageously gorgeous. And and if money was no object, uh, and, uh, Mrs. Frage wouldn't mind, I would, I would totally (laughs) buy it and set it right here on my, on my coffee table. You know, I think I saw that in Vegas and I was, my jaw hit the ground. I know exactly which one you're talking about. I had no idea that it was $10,000, but (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking wow. at pictures of it right yeah. now. I was going to say, Miles is looking it up as we speak, and <laughs> I'm having to. Miles, here's a handkerchief for some of your drool. Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's beautiful. Miles, you're drooling. <laughs> yep, yep. It certain, certainly is. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. That is an awesome. That's an awesome gift. So, uh, number uh, one for me, actually, I was picking one from uh, Bye Bye Robot as my number one, and it's actually it's actually a poster by Drew Johnson. It's the it's the one of it's the one warped. Yeah, that's it's you know his style is completely different. It is, and that's the cool thing about our artists. The, the styles are different with with each artist, but yeah, his are really cool. It's like they the look Enterprise. Good in is, the too. Enterprise is just like bursting onto the scene. It's like just come out of warp or something, and it's, you know, there it is. It yeah, is. I want that on a t shirt. That would I've been be trying a, to make that happen. But. That, that would be a cool t shirt. That'd be a cool T-shirt. So that's my number one. It's not really extravagant. I guess my Wookiee massage therapist would be my extravagant one, but, <laughs> but totally unrealistic, of course. Uh, Chris, go ahead. What's what's number one on your list? You know, this is going to sound really disingenuous and kind of sappy, but I just want everybody to chill out. There's been so much weird stuff that's been going on in the world lately that it would be cool if everybody just had a good Christmas. You know, just peace on earth, goodwill towards men. 
stop the you know bipartisanship, stop the shooting each other, just chill out. So I know that sounds kind of kind of goofy, but I truly mean it. You're here. No, I, no, I totally uh, agree with that. But um, you know, so so it'd be kind of like Life Day, right? Yeah, you know, think about uh, <laughs> think about the the Earth in the twenty fourth and twenty third century. Right? How right. there's no poverty, no no hunger, no wars, no, none of that stuff. Just you know, kind of what Gene Roddenberry thought we would be in the future. Right. Um, I, I think that's what we need. We need some of that now. Yeah. Well, there was that one episode in DS Nine where they did the uh, the uh, Federation did try to rise up and take over the Earth. Yeah, well, yeah, we, well, yeah, that is DS9. It's a little dark. <laughs> right, right, a little dark. Those, right. You know, those are great episodes, though. Oh, they were. And they, they, I mean, it, sci-fi, you guys know this, everybody on this knows this, but sci-fi is a mirror for its times. And uh, you can watch those those episodes now after all the terrorism stuff that we've been through in the last decade because they were made before that. And, man, they it speak, is just they, like, they speak to it you. is... Spot on. Oh, absolutely. So. Absolutely. No, I agree with you. I, you know, I think especially coming out of the elections and stuff that we came out of, you know, people are so polarized. And, yeah. And now, now there's – just need to chill out. That now we have all this, you know, hate around the fiscal cliff and, yeah, it's just – I agree. Let's chill. We just need to abide. <laughs> <laughs> just abide. abide. Miles, how about for you? What is number one on your list? Well, this is um, this is this is extravagant. Uh, I do want the adult-sized inflatable captain's chair. And, um, <laughs> there you go. Um, there you go. I've as soon as I I saw the 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 the, the one for the ch- children, and I was a little uh, upset because there's no way that thing's going to hold my weight. Um, but the, the 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 adult one, well, it's even that's pushing it. But I think um, I can still sit in it for a few minutes without it, you know, breaking. But um, it's just a great looking chair and I'm thinking it would look really good here in, in the galactic headquarters of the sci-fi diner. Podcast. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, it might make some sound though, as you shift in it. Yeah. I'll have to be careful. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I, John, maybe you can attest to this, but they, they, they seem like those are the types of chairs that you move in and you would actually hear the movement and a little olive oil. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody oh. will think miles is doing balloon animals. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> uh, I, maybe I should say making balloon animals. <laughs> right, right, right. Let's just clarify that. Yeah, keep right. it clean. Right, <laughs> right, right. Uh, any honorable mentions that did not make your list? That you said, "Oh, I would love to have this," but we're limited to five. Who are you asking? Uh, uh, anyone? Yeah. Anyone? I don't. I don't have a picker uh, one. I. But uh, Chris, go ahead. Uh, I want that, and you guys haven't made it yet. But I want that Captain Pike shirt that you guys made for Kevin Gilmore. <laughs> I keep you know, so I keep threatening badly. to make it, but yeah, yeah, that's the <laughs> Kevin, one I want. Kevin's got the only working model. Uh, very good. Very Maybe good. I need to somehow uh, make Kevin disappear so I can have his, right. his shirt. <laughs> Some kind of there's transporter a, technology. He can get caught in a buffer or something. There's a button behind the mirror in my quarters. You just have to push it in the four corners, and then you can <laughs> press the button. He'll just disappear. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Awesome. How about Miles for you? Is there any uh, gift that did not make your list? Well, um, there's going to be a lot of movies coming out this this year. Um, 
you know, I guess I'm kind of on a gift card kick. I mean, uh, some kind of movie gift card or whatever. Um, there was a lot of, lot of movies I w- would have liked to have seen this summer, but it was just too much. And so right. uh, I think it's going to be the same thing this year, too, uh, with Star Trek, Superman, After Earth. I'm sure there's other stuff coming out next year, too. Uh, Iron Man's coming out next year. So, See, for me, the movie thing would require just – I just need free babysitting. <laughs> you know, that, you know that, that would that would enable me to go see the movies. Okay, but, but yeah, how about you, John? Uh, any anything that did not make your list that you would put on there if you could? Yeah, I had an alternate just in case one of you guys stole one of mine. Um, it was basically to get caught up in caught up with Fringe. Okay, I've been uh, I've been watching them. This is my treadmill uh, video. I was watching getting caught up on Fringe. They've I managed to add it. Amazon Prime free. The first three seasons are free. Uh, but if you want like the more permanent media version, you can uh, buy the DVDs. The first three seasons are about uh, $89, I think. Season four is available for $35. Uh, but from what everyone's been telling you who are, who are current with Fringe, uh, you can get through all three seasons, the, the, the first three seasons, then commit to the fourth one. But don't buy them. Don't buy the fourth until you're, you're sure. You got through the first three and you're sure you like it. Well, it's, it's, and for me, Fringe is one of those things that after the first season, mm-hmm. uh, if you can stick through the first season, it begins to really develop itself. So, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, but I know I agree with that. I agree with that. I don't, I don't really have a, um, a, anything else that would really be on my list. I mean, I, give me, give me any, any, any geeky stuff I'd be, I'd be totally into. FX oh, yeah. lightsaber, mm-hmm. you know, some of those things, a, uh. A Jedi, a Jedi outfit, a stormtrooper outfit. I'm still. I, that was on my list last year. I still like that one this year. So that would be cool. Well, I believe that about does it. Anything, um, anything that you guys are really looking forward to as far as 2013 comes, uh, Miles? Anything you're looking forward to? Well, the new Star Trek movie, of course. Yeah, the new Star Trek movie. <laughs> that goes without saying. How about you, John? Anything you're hoping for as 2013 rolls around? I'm with Miles. I'm really excited about the new Star Trek movie, yeah. Yeah. and and uh, Ben Cumberbund, whatever character he ends up playing. Right, right. Gary Mitchell. Anyways, <laughs> they would say, uh, no, it's not going to be Gary Mitchell. No, I, I think it's going. I, 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 I was, I was debating whether it's going to be. Who did I say it was going to be? I was going to say it was be um, Khan. Yep. Yeah, I, I can tell you, it's not going to be Gary Mitchell because uh, IDW did their Star Trek um, reboot comic series. And I think issue two uh, was the telling of the Gary Mitchell story um, in the JJ verse. And I know that JJ had personal approval of the scripts to these comics before they were printed. And if he was working on Star Trek, uh, A Rise from Darkness, uh, what is it? Into Darkness. Into Darkness. Into Darkness, sorry. Star Trek Into Darkness, and they were doing a Gary Mitchell comic, he would never have, a, have agreed. But, right, right. So it's not Gary Mitchell. It yeah. can't be. Uh, my, my theory on Khan is that he makes that, he has that one line he, where he says in the trailer that I'm back, which yeah. seems to suggest that it, people have been theorizing it and he's kind of denied it, but I don't know. I mean, I know like months ago, they supposedly somebody tracked down a source saying it was going to be Khan, but. Um, I, I don't think he's playing Khan. Yeah. I'd be willing to bet that there were multiple copies of the script going around just trying to see where the leaks are. Right. Yeah, and throw everybody off. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Chris, do you have an opinion on this? Uh, I've written a bunch about it on Subspace Communicate, but um, 
the most recent news we heard was the, that the character's name was John Harrison, and that was from a, a publicity release from, from Paramount. But J.J. is known for being a master of subterfuge, uh, so that could just be a misnomer. You know, I don't know. I wrote an article recently about it being Gary Mitchell, uh, more like tongue-in-cheek uh, kind of thing. I've said everything from Andrew to, the, to him playing the Doomsday Machine to uh, <laughs> him playing the Horta. You know, I don't, I don't really know who it's going to be. I know that we just learned that Alice Eve, uh, the blonde from the, the trailer, is Car- uh, Carol Marcus, right, which is right. extremely interesting. That, right. that uh, I was happy to find out that she wasn't Daner, so that supports it not being uh, Gary Mitchell. But uh, Carol Marcus, that's Kirk's love interest from the Rathacon. They had a son together. Yeah, so, so that's what makes it even more a little bit, has me thinking yeah. on a little bit. You know, honestly, with the, just that coming out, you know, I'm on board with the movie anyway. But that right, coming out, matter. that really sold me. I was like, dude, that's, yeah, that's really cool. That's extremely cool. And yeah, I know you guys probably saw the, the Japanese extended footage, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you guys saw them aping the, the Rathacon scene mm-hmm. with the, the hands on the plexiglass or the right. transparent <laughs> aluminum. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm stoked. I want to see this movie for badly. And I'd like to see it without spoilers, but that's kind of hard to do when you run a Star Trek. So, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good luck with uh, that, Chris. Uh, I know, yeah. I'm, I'm totally looking forward yeah. to it. This will be one that I go to the theater on probably the night showing. You know, I'm stoked. I'm totally right. stoked. And, you know, there's a, a, several good-looking movies that are coming out next year. Right. I look forward to. Man of Steel, that we talked about earlier. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm not... I like Tom Cruise's movies. I think Tom Cruise is a little kooky. Uh, but uh, I don't know if you guys have seen Oblivion. That looks kind of interesting to me, too. Is that based on the uh, video game franchise? No, it's actually a sci-fi movie, not okay. fantasy. But uh, it looks it looks intriguing. I'll just say it that way. I, so. I don't think I've seen the trailer for it. Is it it's the trailer? You should check it out. Uh, it looks like a good sci-fi movie, like actual science fiction movie, not space opera. But, yeah, it looks pretty intriguing. Awesome, awesome. It could totally suck. I mean... <laughs> You know, I heard Jack Reacher was terrible. Um, he hasn't really made a good movie. Well, I know a lot of people really did Mission Impossible Four. Uh, I'm and I love the other Mission Impossible movies. That one a little flat to me, but yeah. uh, looking forward to Oblivion. Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a fan of the MI the MI movies, but yeah, uh, except for number two, I wasn't thrilled with number two. But yeah, it was, uh, that was uh, not English. John Woo did that, yeah, right? Yeah. Wasn't that? But the J.J. Abrams was number three, and that was phenomenal. Yeah, and that was one of the best ones. Yeah, it was. One and three. Yeah. Uh, who, who, who was the, the baddie in that one? Um, uh, I can't remember his name. The guy that played Truman Capote. Um, oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, uh, he is a phenomenal yeah. baddie. I love yeah, it. And Lawrence Fishburne was in it, too, which was Oh, cool. yes, it's true. Yeah. And he's, and but J.J.'s good, man. J.J., here's the thing. I know. You know, fans go crazy about J.J. and... And uh, the Star Trek universe, JJ totally gets the Star Trek movies right. And what I mean by that is, all of the Star Trek movies except for the motion picture have been about a nemesis and have been about action and the crew banding together to fight said nemesis. Right. And that's exactly what JJ did in the first movie, and it seems like that's what he's doing in the second. Yeah. I know we need, you know. I'm going to kind of get on my soapbox here, but I know we need um, 
you know, the true Trek exploration, but that was always on TV. That was hardly ever uh, in movies. Motion picture fans decry that it's boring, and it really is. I mean, it is Star Trek. It was Gene Roddenberry's movie. Um, Insurrection could probably be the next one that seems like a Star Trek movie, and the fans hated it because it seemed like an episode. That was one of the biggest complaints about it. But I'll get off the soapbox. And I think J.J. gets it right. I'm going to climb right back on that because I, I love J.J. I love the movie. I love uh, Revolutions. I lost. But the one thing that bugs me about J.J. right now is that if, as far as I know, there have been at least a half dozen pitches to CBS for Star Trek series that never got off the ground because J.J. had veto power over the long of any new properties for Star yeah. Trek. Yeah, that That's is the unfair. one thing that bugs me. Yeah. There needs to be Star Trek on TV. Yeah. It needs to come back yeah. to the small screen. Yeah. I agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm a I'm a huge fan of JJ as well. So um, anything he puts his hands on, I, I I typically enjoy or at least get into for a little bit. So, did you guys like Super Eight? Not to derail a little, but I did. I didn't see Super Eight. I saw Super Eight. It was it was inter- You know what I liked about Super Eight? It probably wasn't so much the fact that it was uh, the movie it was, but I kept saying. I had that growing up. That was awesome. I remember that you know, the whole way through the movie because he hit he hit that era on the head. Uh, he did, and those kids, their action between the kids were magical. To me, yeah. it seemed like it seemed like, and I'm probably sounding like a giant JJ fan, but I'm, you know, really what sold me on JJ Abrams was Star Trek in 2009. Yeah. Uh, but Super was really cool. I thought he did a fantastic job with it. He captured that feeling we used to get. Watching those movies in the eighties that were similar to that. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So. Um, Chris, how about for you? What's uh, what are you looking forward to this year? Uh, Star Trek, man. Yeah, Star Trek on the small screen, if it ever comes back. Star <laughs> Trek, you know, the movie. Um, I'm looking forward to writing a thousand stories here until May <laughs> about nice. the new Star Trek movie. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to that for sure. Well, I'm obviously looking forward to that, but I think I'm just looking forward to getting back to some of the cons and seeing and hanging out with a lot of the folks like like you, John, and oh, and, may, and maybe and maybe hopefully uh, with you, Chris, sometime if we can uh, either make it to Las Vegas or have you come out to the East Coast sometime. Yeah, I've been saying that we need to come to shore leave for the last two and a half years, but every time it just never seems to work out. So hopefully, um, if not this coming year, maybe the next year, but hopefully soon we'll see you guys. Yeah, yeah, well, we'll definitely. And if not, we'll hook up online again sometime. So. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, I believe that about does it. Thank you, folks, so much for joining us in our Christmas Rewind uh, as far as the gifts that we are looking for Santa to bring us. Um, real quickly, John, do you want to tell people where they can find all the awesome gifts that we talked about that are on ThinkGeek's site, for those that were? Uh, where can they find those? Well, for the ThinkGeek stuff, you could find them at thinkgeek.com, but that's not Greek. That's thinkgeek, as in nerd, thinkgeek.com. Right, thinkgeek.com. That's awesome. And uh, can uh, they follow you anywhere? Yeah, if you want to find me uh, on Twitter, it, uh, it's at Frage. That's F-R-A-I-Z-E. Awesome. So Twitter's I tend place. to be I tend to be rated, uh, rated R on that, so uh, just, you know, please stay home. Just, 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 just understand, understand. Um, how about you, Chris? Tell us uh, where can people find out more about uh, your work, both in writing and then also the Bye Bye Robot stuff. Yeah, Bye Bye Robot dot com, b y e b y e robot dot com. Uh, you can check out our 
our wares that we offer, please do. Please peruse. Um, you can also check out subspacecommunicate.com. I've been running that site for almost four years now. Uh, Trek Culture Serve Daily, which I try to abide by, but as you guys probably know and understand, since it's uh, since it's labor of love, sometimes it can fall by the wayside. But I try to write stuff on a very regular basis. Um, we also do our Life After Trek podcast, which isn't regular. We don't uh, we don't have the work ethic of of Scott and Miles uh, when it comes to podcasting. But uh, whenever we get the interviews, we put them out. There. We enjoy doing it. That's, you know, <laughs> I got to say, running that site and doing those interviews, it's a fan's dream come true. So oh, let's uh, check it out at Subspace.com. I'm on Twitter and Facebook too, both the Subspace.com. So. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate oh, it. No, it was, it was great having both of you. You can find us, Miles and I, on the, at just the sci fi diner podcast.com website. And we, of course, on Twitter. Miles, your Twitter? Uh, Son of War for Twitter. Yeah, and I'm typically functioning under Sci Fi Diner, although I do have a Hertz on Twitter. That I'm on occasionally, so depending on what moves me. Well, thanks, guys, for joining us tonight. Really appreciate having you on, John and Chris. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we are about to wrap up the diner, so we got to get out of here, Miles. But if you have any thoughts, what are you looking forward to in the new year? You can let us know by calling us at one eight 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 five zero eight four three four three. If I can remember that, and. You can also email us at the sci-fi diner podcast at gmail.com. I believe that's about it, Miles. Let's close out the lights. All right. Till next time, good night and good luck. We will see ya. Live long and prosper. It is indeed true that at times like this, Arto and I wish that we were more than just mechanical beings. And we're really alive so that we could share your feelings with you. Chewbacca! Chewbacca, we were so relieved to hear you were all right. All of you are an important part of my life, pal. I'm glad I could be here. This holiday is yours. But we all share with you the hope that this day brings us closer to freedom and to harmony and to peace. No matter how different we appear, we're all the same in our struggle against the powers of evil and darkness. I hope that this day will always be a day of joy in which we can reconfirm our dedication and our courage, and more than anything else, our love for one another. This is the promise of the tree of life.
Now the Earthlings at Kenner have asked my associate and me to... say it pays to advertise, but Marcy, Lisa, and Pam don't care for the way they're going to be used in an advertising campaign. So fasten your seatbelts for Flying High with guest stars Nancy DeSoe, Lyle Wagner, and Bobby Sherman next.